Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and today I am joined by Renee Beebe, the Executive Director of Crossfire Ministries. How are you doing today, Renee? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me over here today. I'm actually over at Crossfire Ministries, and this place is hopping. There is a lot going on over here, yes. and uh, I, we're, we'll talk uh, plenty about that as the time goes on. But uh, before we get started, I want to quickly add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County, or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. All right, Renee, we're going to get into things, and I want to start by having you give some background about yourself and how you came to be associated with Crossfire Ministries. Sure. Um, So Crossfire Ministries has been um, serving El Paso County, Colorado Springs area for 32 years. Um, And during that time, so the co-founders, John and Leslie Miller, um, really just had a heart to really serve the community. Um, John and Leslie Miller happened to be my mom and dad. Um, oh, so um, I, I can say that I was pretty much raised in uh, the, doing community work. Um, but about six years ago, um, my mom had a uh, medical issue. And I was doing some other work in another um, community here in Colorado. And um, she had some medical issues. And I really felt like I needed to get closer to home. At that same time, the board here at Crossfire was... Um, we wanted to make sure that Crossfire would be able to be sustainable um, for another 30 or 40 or 50 years. Um, and so they uh, created the executive, executive director position, and I was able to apply for that. Went through all of the same um, hiring <laughs> process as everybody else. Um, but it was a great opportunity for me to jump in and um, be a part and carry on the legacy of what my mom and dad have um, established here, mm-hmm. um, and really just serving the community, loving on the community, um, and uh, doing good work. So what uh, what work exactly does Crossfire Ministries do, and what's the main mission of the organization? Sure. So we are a faith-based organization. Um, that's our why. So we uh, really just want to show God's love in the community. Uh, we do that by providing um, no-cost groceries, clothing, and care to anyone in need. Um, and so really, truly, our no-cost grocery stores, what draw people in, um, uh, families just on the verge or needing help um, making ends meet, they're able to come and use our no-cost grocery store, um, and then we're able to provide additional services to them. And the so the no-cost grocery store, how do you guys receive donations for that? Do you work with other partners in the region to make that happen? How does that operate? Sure. They, yes, all of that. So <laughs> we... Um, we are Karen Share's largest pantry, um, so we get a lot of our food. I would say 85% to 90% of our food comes from Karen Share or uh, an account that they've helped us establish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have churches who are supporting us, community members who are supporting us, businesses who support us. Um, and that's multiple ways they do that, whether it's sending volunteers to help, um, whether it's sending uh, food, doing food drives, or even we give away personal hygiene items. So uh, a lot of churches will do drives for us of toilet paper and toothbrushes, you know, some of those things that are um, necessities for families. Very good. And so approximately how many people do you serve here in the region and uh, what communities do you serve? So we serve all of El Paso County. We have no zip code restrictions. Um, we're a real low barrier entry. Um, we are serving approximately 450 families a day, and that's three days a week. Um, and currently, we are registering about 30 new families a day. So in our database, we have over 10,000 individuals. 
um, that have stepped into our space at one point in time in this past year and said, hey, I just need a little bit of help. Um, and so we're able to really tap into some of those big needs and some of those, even some situational needs. Sometimes it's a one-time, um, you know, medical bill comes in and then they can't afford a, you know, to get groceries. So they're able to come in and, and make sure that their families are fed in the evening. So with those one-time needs, is that something where I mean, people clearly know they can come here and receive that sort of help? What's the process of uh, receiving that help for the individual? Sure. So we have a pre-registration on our website, so um, crossfireministries.org. Um, people just need to pre-register, and then it'll send them an email of what they need to bring in with them. We do an intake, um, uh, in-person intake with them, just to kind of tell them what services we provide. We do a walkthrough with them so they know that how we um, share by size of family here and how to shop in our no-cost grocery store. Um, we're very relational. We want to make sure that we're connecting with them. If there's additional needs that they have, um, we're trying to give them additional resources or referring them to other agencies that are doing great work in our community. Uh, so with that in mind, can you talk about how important it is then for Crossfire Ministries to be viewed by the community as an organization that people can come to in their time of need? Um, so a couple of things with that. One, I think it's uh, we have an amazing opportunity to serve a lot of families in our community to know that they can come in and that we are going to help them. And we say, you know, life can be hard, and if we can lock arms with um, these families, uh, do life with them, build relationship with them, uh, we can continue to have um, an impact in their life. So that's, you know, um, a goal that we have. We know that we can... Um, accommodate a lot of families and being able to give um, a lot of food into the community. Uh, with that, though, there's some challenges, um, but we're here. We, are, we want to do everything we can to ensure that families in our community um, aren't just um, having handouts, but we can help them up, giving them additional resources, connecting them with other agencies, loving on them, and they're in the middle of the maybe the darkest moments of their life. Um, I count it as great joy. It's a great opportunity. Um, we love to be able to do that in our community. So, and we'll uh, get into the ARPAS uh, grant money in just a little bit, but I want to ask, um, with the pandemic still seemingly right there, I mean, we're, we've gotten past it a little bit, but still certainly still feeling effects. How did that time really... I guess, shape the future of Crossfire Ministries? And how, how did you see people uh, react during that time in, in coming to you for help? Uh, so during COVID, um, we actually saw a little bit of a decrease in the needs. Oh, interesting. Um, and so I think what was happening is there were some additional resources, some additional funding, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it was uh, the unemployment benefits, um, additional SNAP benefits. Um, those things came into play, um, which really helped support a lot of families during that time. Um, so we had we weren't seeing a large increase during um, the actual pandemic. However, I believe that we are seeing. I don't think we've even seen um, the total fallout of that. Mm -hmm. um, now that families are uh, maybe they were used to some of those um, financial supports, and now those have gone away. Um, they might not know quite what to do or where to go or um, even get a different job or increase, I mean, just even with the cost of inflation, uh, families that are working um, aren't able to make ends meet, uh, the price of gas, the price of groceries. So we're seeing um, 
incredible needs right now, probably um, some of the highest needs we've seen in I would say five to six years. Yeah. Uh, so through the pandemic, we were able to to weather that storm and, mm-hmm. and help the families. But now we're seeing kind of the fallout of that. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And so uh, getting to that ARPA funding. So after submitting your grant request to the county, uh, Crossfire Ministries was awarded $72,000 of that ARPA funding. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what specifically that money went to fund? Sure. When we applied for that, um, we were um, there was a lot of requests coming in for some financial assistance um, that our guests were were needing, uh, specifically rent and utilities. And so we didn't have a program that was um, able to help fi- with uh, financial needs of the guests that we were serving. Um, so this funding. Um, helped us to be able to expand our programming and we are able to now um, help families pay their utility bill. Um, so that's just one one more thing that we're able to do to keep people housed, keep them in their home um, with lights, um, with their lights turned on. Um, so it was a great opportunity for us to be able to um, Again, just love on these families that are going through crisis in maybe a new way, a new a new form that we had never been able to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, so this funding was incredible for us to be able to expand that programming. Yeah, no, that is re- really great. And so you mentioned that during the pandemic, you didn't see a whole lot of increase in terms of the need. But afterwards, once that additional funding from uh, government or maybe other mm-hmm. sources uh, went away, now, now you're seeing kind of an expansion of that. With that being said, uh, this new program that you're able to stand up to help with utilities, is, is that something that you have seen increase even more so because of that? It has, yes. Um, so we, when we first um, established that programming, um, uh, part of the funding went to help fund a position to be able to manage that um, piece of, of what we do here. Um, and so some of that, uh, the first year of that or so was really just designing how do we do this and how do we do it well. And we also know that other organizations in our community are doing the same work. And so working with them and talking with them and saying, how do we work together at this? Um, and so then we started to really, um, you know, as our application process opened, uh, the needs just continued to flow in um, to the point where some days it's overwhelming. Um, you know, we we might not be able to help everybody, but we do the best that we can. Every chance we get, we're, we're um, trying to partner or figure out, you know, how do we make sure that some of our families that um, are seeing these needs or having these needs are, are getting help. Yeah, and, and speaking of those partnerships, so how has working with other organizations in the region, in the area, uh, benefited these programs that you're working on? Sure. So we are also a COPE agency. So um, COPE is an amazing program that allows us to help with um, utility bills. Um, and so even within that um, collaboration, there's a lot of organizations that are, are working, um, you know, with utilities and even rent assistance. So if we're not able to help, we don't do rent assistance. We're able to connect families with uh, some of these other organizations that are um, helping with rent. Um, but there's just a communication line that's always open to say, hey, are you helping this family? And if you are, how can we support that? You know, kind of this back and forth referral with these other agencies to say, um, you know, are we are we really making sure that we are maybe not double dipping things like that? Just making sure that each family is getting um, connected uh, where they really have the needs. Mm-hmm. And before you mentioned Karen Share is a partner that you work with here in the community. Uh, what are some of, the, of those other organizations that you partner with to help serve uh, this? Sure. So a couple of them: um, Mercy's Gate, uh, Salvation Army, 
Catholic Charities. I don't want to miss somebody. I know there's so many. I just feel like uh, overwhelming thinking about all the amazing organizations that are doing great work in our community. Um, but those are a few. Westside Cares, um, even Tri-Lakes Cares. So Tri-Lakes Cares um, has been a great organization. Uh, we've partnered and we've actually had some additional funding through uh, a grant um, to be able to make sure that we're helping all of El Paso County. Uh, so Tri-Lakes Cares has a zip code restriction, but we're able to help all of El Paso County because we can work together. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of organizations that are doing great work. That, um, And I love when we can all come around the table and say, um, you know, if, if I'm winning at something, um, it, it helps our community. If right. another organization is winning at something, um, and it, it wins. It's a great thing for our community. Um, when we're doing that together, um, it's just more the impact is greater. There's like double the impact there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really nice. And, and so when you are working with these organizations, how do you, I guess, introduce yourself to different organizations? I mean, I've had, again, I've had the opportunity to speak with a number of uh, different nonprofits here in uh, the region over the past year. And the thing that always amazes me is the connections that actually exist. I don't think I don't think a lot of people realize uh, if they're not involved in the nonprofit world uh, just how many connections there are and how m often you help out other organizations and with referrals and you know if if you can't help someone you refer them out and you know they can get help there. Um, how do you build those connections with those organizations and and how do you show them that you are a partner that can be relied upon? So a lot of that work happens um, with networking um, events that are happening. Um, we we kind of all move in the same circles, right? There's a, you know <laughs> as things are happening, whether even some trainings, things like that. We're all mm -hmm. moving kind of in the same world. Um, I love. I'm a relational person, so I'm going to want to reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, can we go for coffee? Or can I? Can you come to Crossfire? Um, let me give you a tour so you can see what we're doing here." And then let's sit and chat. What are you doing? What are we doing? How do these things, how can these things come together? How can we refer our guests to you better? How can we receive the guests that you're giving, you're referring to us? How can we receive them better? Um, so I think for me, it has to do with communication. Um, building relationship, just saying, hey, I'm here. Let's talk about it. I love to dream. I love to say, what if? What if we can do this? What if we could come together? Um, what would it look like in our community? What if we worked on this together? And what would the community see? So I, I think it's fun to, mm -hmm. to connect in that way. But I think it all comes down to just building relationship. Yeah. And I guess sort of on the other side of that coin, I mean, Crossfire has been around, you said, 32 years. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. Uh, so you know, new uh, nonprofits uh, pop up and, and are helpful and do a lot of great work. But on, on that other side, how do those organizations, um, I guess, what are you looking for in them to, to partner with them? I mean, you talk about, you know, what you try and do for others, but what are you trying to uh, look for in partnerships with those other organizations that may be a little bit newer and uh, may not have, say, like the track record of a Salvation Army, right? It's been around for over 100 years. Um, what are you looking for? Um, I think I'm looking for common ground, and that can be that can be really broad. I mean, right. it doesn't have to be, you know, serve a no cost grocery store. Um, that can be really, truly, there's a, there's a person that has a need. Um, and how can we help that person? It doesn't matter what, or what program I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if that person has a need that I can't fulfill, how do I tap into some of the other resources? How do I get to know um, Mercy's Gate in a better way so that I can call them and say, hey, I have this guest who really just needs um, tax help. We don't do that here. How can I walk them? Can I meet them there? Can I introduce them? Can I do this warm handoff? Um, so, and vice versa, you know, it, again, it doesn't have to be us all working in the same um, lane as mm -hmm. far as like no cost food or uh, hygiene products, but it's, there's a family that has a need. Mm -hmm. um, how do we help them? Yeah. Where are the resources? How do I hand them off? Um, so I think just knowing what other organizations do is critical in that. Yeah. Uh, so is there a personal story that you can share with us that can help uh, demonstrate the work then that uh, Crossfire Ministries does? Sure. So um, during COVID, we had a mom come in and um, she had been using our services for multiple years, had received multiple things from us. Uh, so spaghetti and hygiene items, diapers, you know, everything that we had offered, she had been able to receive but during COVID, she came in and she sat down. I'm sorry, I'm going to get emotional. She sat down um, with uh, our volunteer and she proceeded to tell us how her son had committed suicide. And in that moment, it wasn't about the food or the diapers. Um, it was about how do we love on this person? She knew where to go in her deepest, darkest moments. She wasn't asking for food. We don't have mental health help here, mm -hmm. but she knew she could come here so that we could refer her and connect her with the help that she needed. Um, there's multiple times that, of stories similar to that that have happened. Families that have been, um, have received, re have received services from us um, coming in and just saying, I, I'm at wit's end, or I lost my house. What do I do now? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that those are that's what we're here for. Yeah. We've built relationships so people would know that they can come here and we can connect them or we can give them food or we can give them hygiene products, clothing, a winter coat, whatever it is that they're in need of. And as someone who's in your position, the executive director of the organization, your job is to get the word out there and to um, let people know that this is that place. Uh, what does that mean to you then when someone really does come to you like that? Like, to know that... It's, it's working. So um, this is a very rewarding job. I'm not always on the front end. So when I do hear about these stories, um, I, I'm always overwhelmed. Um, I have a great team that are on the front end that are doing that work, um, whether it's volunteers or staff. Um, I give them all the credit. They're the ones doing the hard work. And I get to hear the stories and know that, you know, what we're doing here is uh, beneficial. It, it is having an impact in our community. Um, and it does go beyond the food. It goes beyond and the hugs that are received here, um, the high fives that people come in, you know, or even just the excitement. I got a job. Did you hear that I got a job? Families are coming in and telling us that because they, they think of us as family. They know we're here for them. That's great. That's great. Uh, so you've mentioned no-cost groceries and utility help as things that Crossfire Ministries offers to people here. Uh, but are there any other programs that you offer that you feel would be important for listeners to know about? Well, sure. So our um, we have what we call our core programs is our no-cost grocery store. Um, also, personal hygiene items they can come in and get um, things like diapers and deodorant and shampoo and uh, some of those personal necessities that that families need. 
Um, and then we also, part of our core programming is also our thrift store. Um, we have a thrift store that is open to the community, so people can come in and support us that way. But for our families who are in need, we issue them a store credit. So it's like a gift card where they can come in um, and use that um that assistance and buy the things that they need really at no cost to them. Mm -hmm. um, but they're able to pick out if they need a coat or if they need um, pots and pans or if they need silverware or uh, maybe they have been displaced and they just need a sleeping bag or um, a pillow, whatever that might look like. So they're able to come in and, and we show them dignity and respect by giving them the, um, allowing them to choose even in our no cost grocery store set up just like a grocery store. Um, so families can pick what they can use for their own family um, and then utilities is a big thing that we do. And then we are also starting to um, really try to uh, think of some ways for some education to come into play. Um, that could be a budgeting class or life skills class. Um, it could be a card making class or how to make a pillowcase. So there's some skills that we, uh, some craft classes, some skills that we're uh, hoping to bring to the table in an education program. Um, we're also potentially partnering with some other organizations to maybe bring in some of their um, maybe life coaches to help our families. So um, just a great opportunity that may be in the horizon for, uh, for what might be here at Crossfire and the support that we can give our families. Yeah, one of the things that you mentioned that I thought was really great is that idea of offering dignity to those people who uh, come in here. Now, uh, you can certainly speak to this probably a lot better than I can at this point, but over the course of the past couple of years, I feel like there are likely a number of people that are needing help that didn't used to need it. And so they're in a position where for the first time, probably, they're having to ask for that help. So how valuable is it then to have that ability to offer them that dignity of, you know, being able to pick out things for themselves and, and being able to experience things in this way when it must be difficult for them to ask for that help to begin with? So you're correct. There, we have um, seen a, a little bit of a shift. Um, we are seeing more and more families that didn't need our service um, in the past now needing services. 40% uh, of the families that we work with have at least one working household member uh, but are not able to make ends meet. Um, so it is hard. So families that have never had to ask for, for help are now saying, hey, I, I have a need. Um, I am sure that it is hard to walk into um, uh, any establishment and say, I have a need. So I know that as families are having to determine whether, they, whether it's stepping forward and, and saying, I have a need, or staying at home and wondering where their next meal is going to come from, they're going to make the best decision for their family, even though it's hard. Um, so it's our job here to make sure that when, when they do open that door, that not only are they opening the door, but we're opening our arms to them. And having it set up where um, they do come in and pick out the items that they can use for their family is part of that open arms. You're in a tight spot. You're struggling. It's okay. Here's groceries. Here's some bread. Pick your dessert. We have produce. Um, if I just hand them a box and say, hey, good luck, you know, that sauerkraut can that's in there might not ever get used and there's waste, you know. So having yeah. them say, hey, my family will use the mac and cheese but not the sauerkraut, um, th then they're able to, there's, there's just so much dignity, like you said, dignity and respect. We're going back to that same, you know, they deserve it just as much as you or I who can maybe go to the grocery store and pick out our own items. I love to be able to to pick out my loaf of bread 
and determine if I want that one or the next one next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they deserve that same respect. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you. Um, so for those who may be seeking services, uh, how can they go about obtaining those services from Crossfire? Sure. The best, um, best way is to just go to our website, crossfireministries.org. Um, there's a no-cost groceries tab there. They're going to click on that. Um, there is a pre-registration tab. We're going to ask them to pre-register before they come in. Um, this just lessens their wait time here. Um, we're seeing such great needs that sometimes the wait time can be 30 minutes to an hour, and we try to uh, m- mitigate that some by doing the pre-registration pre-registration. So mm-hmm. we want to send everybody to our website. Our utility information is also on there. Um, so yeah, any services that we provide and it kind of gives you the, gives them the background of, of how to get services or what they need to do uh, or even contact information is on our website. And for people who want to get involved and they're like, Hey, this sounds incredible. I want to be a part of it. Uh, what's the best way for them to help and how can they get started? Yeah. So all of our operations are done by volunteers. So on any given day, we need 50 to 60 volunteers to make things run smooth here. Um, and so some days we operate with 30 to 40. So those are just really long days where we have some great, great community members that are uh, in it for the long haul. But um, so we do need volunteers. Um, that's also on our website, crossfireministries.org. They can get all the information about volunteering. Um, and then also um, drives, bringing us food. If they have, there's a sale at the store, buy one, get one free. Buy one and give us the free. That really you know, makes, uh, makes it worthwhile to us to be able to um, give that, that can then to somebody else who has a need. Um, if you're involved in a local church or an organization, we'd love to come and talk and tell you about Crossfire. Um, and then there's always financial. We, you know, we are spending quite a bit of money right now um, purchasing food to be able to help the families in need and also hygiene items. So if you are, have the means to, to donate, you can find that information on our website also. Excellent. And then before we close things out here, I was just wondering if there's anything else you'd like to add that uh, you think would be important for listeners to know about. Um, I, I think just saying you are not alone. I think... Um, whether you are in a situational need, you have a medical bill that came up, you're on a fixed income, um, maybe you lost your job and you don't know what you're going to do this month, um, you're not alone. There are um, thousands of people um, that are accessing the services for those same reasons. And so just know you have a space here. Um, you are more than welcome to come and be a part of Crossfire, um, get the services, get the help that you need. Um, we're going to love on you and we open our arms to you. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you, Renee. I appreciate you taking the time today for having me here and for all the work that you do uh, here at Crossfire Ministries. So thanks for having me. Thank you. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, be sure to look for us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>